Welcome back to the SSPC podcast. I'm your host, Bree McCullough. And I'm Mike Klein. And today we are joined by SSPC Board of Governors President, Joyce Wright. Thanks for joining us today, Joyce. Thank you for having me. First off, I just want to say congratulations on not only being elected president of the SSPC Board of Governors, but also being the first female president of SSPC. Thank you, Bree. I appreciate that. So, Joyce, uh, it's historic, obviously. So what was your thought process when you were first nominated as SSPC president and then elected for the position? Well, my, my thought process actually began before I was nominated. Being elected to the Board of Governors was actually the first step. I always knew that I wanted to do more for the organization and the industry, so I really had to ensure I was going to be available to make that big of a time commitment, as well as bringing a new insight or perspective, if you will, to the board. So I would say at the same time, I had to make that same assessment before making myself available for the officer's track. And again, I wanted to make sure that I was preparing myself uh, along the way. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? How did you end up at Huntington Ingalls and in the coatings industry? Well, Bree, that's uh, obviously with the years that I've spent there, that could be a really long story. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say that uh, I moved here from Seattle. That's where I'm from, Seattle, Washington. And I moved here uh, actually to visit my father, who was in the military at the time. And I actually loved it here, and I ended up staying. Uh, My uncle also worked at Newport News Shipbuilding um, until he retired. My father even worked here for a short time. So I would say it was kind of a, a family affair, if you will, that I came here to work in the in the meantime, my daughter has worked here. My son works here. So wow. we've kind of carried on uh, the tradition, if you will. But I don't know that any of us came here to uh, work for a career of, you know, over 40 years. That's never the intention. But I will say my organization, it is like a family and you do end up staying because it's a wonderful place to work and the kind of work we do is great. Were you encouraged by uh, your employer to become involved in SSPC or how did you find SSPC? Well, I'll tell you, I was actually uh, looking up some standards one day, and I wondered actually who made the standards and kind of started doing a review myself and uh, saw what the organization had. At the same time, I was also looking into NACE. And I really reviewed both organizations. And at the time, I could see there were some openings um, for SSPC as far as volunteers, um, people that might be interested in doing, we'll say, the legwork, so to speak, um, on the deck plate. I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but um, that is what I do for a living. I actually build ships and, and very proud of that. So. 
That's really cool. You mentioned before that your family has worked in the same company, and you see that a lot, especially in this industry of families with multiple generations carrying through. So it's really exciting to see that. Are your family involved in the coatings part of the industry at all, or is it different? Uh, no, as a matter of fact, um, my husband also retired from the coating industry um, just recently, and he was in there for 40 years. And what did he do in the industry? Well, he was a sprayer. Um, if you look at the numbers on the side of aircraft carriers and submarines, uh, he put most of those on and, of course, a lot of other work, too. So that's kind of uh, exciting. Every time I see those numbers, I, I think of him for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. So you're, you're kind of in a unique position getting back to the SSPC part of it, because not only are you the first female president, but you're also going to be the last president of SSPC as we go toward the merger. So what's that like uh, in your mind and, and how are you processing that and dealing with it? Well, Mike, I guess the first part of the question, you know, we'd have to ask ourselves, first of all, why am I the first president? But I would say, honestly, I've not had the time to focus on being the last president of SSPC because we're going to be focusing on putting together a new organization where there are going to be many firsts that I can assure you being the first woman president is only going to be the beginning. For me, and I think the new organization as well, I think keeping diversity and inclusion at the forefront is going to be something we focus on. We're going to be creating diverse pathways to help grow the future leaders in this industry. And that's going to be through the development of the young professionals, veterans, people looking to change careers, relaunchers, and many more. So I'm really focusing on that right now. It definitely sounds like you have a lot of good um, ideas and intentions. What is your vision for SSPC over the next few months leading into the merger? Well, Bree, as you probably know, we have a lot of work to do in the next few months. <laughs> and the two staffs from NACE and SSPC are working together with members to create recommendations on the paths forward regarding some key areas that I believe there's at least 13 task teams at work as we speak. But don't worry, <laughs> business continues as usual for both organizations as well. So nothing has changed uh, with regard to that. Joyce, it sounds to me like you are the right, you're the right person in the right place at the right time. Uh, for this. Uh, so we're definitely glad to have you. Um, so as far as, you know, can you, working with our new colleagues at NACE or New Org or whatever it's going to end up being called, as an SSPC, as an SSPC leader, uh, can you tell us, give us a little insight what it's been like uh, working ac across the aisle, so to speak? Well, Mike, I will say this. I think with regards to any merger, the key is communication, communication, communication. 
I think we've had an opportunity to learn about really both organizations across the aisle, as you put it. I think like any parts of change, change can be difficult, but I really applaud our teams for being open-minded, for sharing, and I really get excited about some of these teams that you can tell they're really looking forward to what the new organization is going to bring. You know, I think that both organizations are on the same page with what we expect to see. A new organization where we've taken the best, not only from both organizations, but I think we also definitely are going to be looking at best practices that are in the industry and other arenas as well. We want everyone and anyone in our many parts of the world that need our support, that they'll be able to reach out and easily get it. And I believe our teams and members, I believe those are some of their goals as well. So the protective coatings industry is largely made up of men. As a woman in the industry, what has your career journey in the industry been like? Well, Bree, I'm not one to focus too much on the past, but I do believe we should learn from it and create a better future for everyone. The staff from SSPC, myself, and at the time, Cindy O'Malley, we decided to start a Women in Codings group to be offered at our annual conference a few years ago. And that's because we saw a need uh, for women to be able to have a voice, uh, for women to grow in the industry. And that group has done just that. It's grown each year. It's expanded now into actually sponsoring speakers for the leadership track. Uh, and there's an actual award for women in codings uh, given out each year at the conference. So my journey has led me here, but my goal is to create an even better journey for others. With the help of a team, you can't do anything alone. You have to have a great team, and I've been really blessed to always have one. So I know you don't like to dwell on the past, as you stated, um, the, uh, but you've reached a, a great level of success, especially, um, you know, given the industry's gender gap. How did you get there? You know, how did you achieve this leadership status? Uh, I would even add, you know, are, were there any mentors along the way or people who helped to guide you? Um, to reach this level? Yes. So, Mike, we all have to work on these gaps, right? There's lots of gaps besides gender, but we've got to work on them. We've got to work on unconscious bias. For going forward, I think, you know, you have to create your short-term and long-term goals as soon as possible. For me, it took me a while to realize I had to have a plan. So that's that's really what I want to share with others, right, is, is to make sure you do have a plan. Each uh, position that I held, 
my goal was not only to be the best at it, but I think to make sure others outside my area of responsibility knew who I was. Networking was a big part of it. Uh, Keeping up with my education certifications is really how I kind of grew in SSPC. I mentioned earlier my review of SSPC and understanding what it did uh, give to its members, and I wanted to make sure that I was part of all of that. So doing something that nobody else was doing, making myself, I guess you'd say, unique. I will say this, uh, a really important factor that I probably haven't spoken much about today, and it really has to do with um, how I've grown in the industry, is the fact that I always try to stay connected to the people doing the work, inspecting the work, using our standards, using our certifications, our training. If we don't keep the end user and the craftspeople in mind and our members, I feel like we'll be missing out on creating those right products, if you will, that I mentioned earlier. And support that'll be needed, uh, not only in the future, but we have to have a worldwide perspective. And that's the new org that it will continue to cultivate. I believe New Org will do that. Uh, Going back to your experience in the industry and your career, um, throughout your career, what has been the most significant barrier that you've experienced? Bree, I think in this industry, if we're not careful, it can be ourselves. We have to make sure that We don't give up when opportunities are not provided. I think there were times in my career that I did. Uh, It took me a lot longer journey because of that. We've got to be sure that we focused on what we want and ensure we have the background we needed, right? That is what this new org, this merging of two great organizations is going to present itself to the new employees, the new people coming into our industry. We've got to be flexible and ready to take on challenge. Uh, I think you also have to make sure that your leaders know your goals don't wait to be asked. So I would say some of these that I'm saying what to do and not to do, and that's because these were barriers, but I just didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the mentors always coming up. And I know we hadn't really hit on mentors yet, but mentors, I believe, are a must. If you have a goal to really be a leader in this industry, a mentor is something you have to have. And I don't want to dive into mentorship. Of course, that's a, that's a long story in itself. But I think having one where you are now 
and having one where you'd like to be um, is, is a big part of being successful. So that's actually a great segue to our next question. And you've probably just answered it actually <laughs> as I'm looking at it. So it was going to be, what advice would you give to the next generation of leaders, especially women and young professionals um, who are coming up? I, I think get a mentor and, and network is great advice. You know, what, what else can you expound? Can you expound on that a little bit? Sure. And again, I don't want to, uh, have to repeat myself, so hopefully I won't, but I, I can't say enough about that plan, right? I think uh, a lot of times we will tend to sit back and wait for people to come look for us, come ask if we're interested. Uh, I really think those days are over, that you have to make your plan, make yourself known, not only to your boss, but to other people. Um, in the industry as well, and let them know exactly what you would like to do. Now, I understand I hear a lot of this from some of my new employees that come in. They say, you know, they want to be the vice president. And I think that is a great goal. But remember, I said earlier, there's short term and there's long term goals. So to be able to create that journey of what that looks like to get to that part of the business, I think, um, is where your mentorship, your mentoring, if you will, um, will be needed. And to be open-minded because not always as you're moving up or moving where you want to be, um, they're not always promotions, right? There's a lot of times I took lateral moves because I knew that was an area that I needed more background in and I needed to know more about it. So don't be afraid to do that as well, I would say. And I always say this one, you know, try, try to relax, be confident. We hope in the new org to be able to present um, to people opportunities to do presentations and do introductions and do things that sometimes are what on the top 10 uh, most scariest things you've ever done list. <laughs> Public speaking, right? Things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Joyce, that's great advice. Um, and those are all of our questions for you today. Do you have anything else you would like to add before we go? Uh, Bree, I think I would just like to say, you know, for everyone to try to be patient as we move through these next few months towards the merger, uh, please reach out to volunteer ideas or help as needed with the task teams. As I said before, communication is a key element. Uh, so if you can't find some of your answers to the questions you may have on our websites, um, please reach out. We're also having uh, two town hall meetings a month. Uh, I believe we're having uh, two this month. One's this week, September 2nd, the other one's September 4th. We've tried to make sure that we have covered all the members and people that may be interested regarding the different time zones across the world. 
at least the best that we can. And I would say in the months to come, uh, beginning the new year, we will start to see the transitions, if you will, and what will come. I know today we don't have all the answers yet, but I guarantee you we will be getting there and working hard. Joyce, I'd just like to thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the SSPC podcast. Um, everyone stay tuned for the latest segment of SSPC's Codings Talk with Jim Kunkel. And as always, be sure to follow SSPC on social media to stay up to date with all of the latest news and follow the SSPC podcast on Spotify so you never miss an episode. Welcome to another segment of Codings Talk. I'm Jim Conkle, Manager of Business Development with SSPC, the Society for Protective Codings. Each year, SSPC has an award for the Women in Codings, Protective Codings Impact Award. Joining me today is Brooke Diven, who is a physical scientist with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Welcome, Brooke. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Brooke, if you could take a minute or two and explain your role with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Sure. I am the Director of Field Relations in the Construction Engineering Research Laboratory in the Paint Technology Center in Champaign, Illinois. We serve as the Center of Expertise for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and I spend the majority of my time helping to answer technical codings questions around the globe. I also get to assist in failure analyses. I run a quality assurance paint testing program. Um, I write and review guidance criteria and teach a few classes each year. My colleague, Dr. Rebecca Wilson, also in the paint lab, leads a multi-million dollar research program focused on paints and coatings. And we try to be a one-stop shop for our customers in the districts that we can really do about anything related to paints and coatings for infrastructure. Brooke, earlier this year during the 2020 SSPC Coatings Plus Conference, you were the recipient of the Women in Coatings Impact Award. Congratulations. Thank you so much. What was it like to not only be nominated by your industry peers, but to receive the award? I was very, very grateful for the award. I feel absolutely honored to be mentioned alongside some of these female coding legends that have received this award in the past. I started working with Codings in 2013 and then started attending the SSPC conferences in 2015. That year, SSPC featured a women's leadership panel where I had the opportunity to go listen to some of these codings legends that I very much look up to. Um, hearing from these codings experts that just happen to be female, I really started to look at paints and codings as my career. And I'm thankful to those codings females that paved the way for the rest of us to continue to shatter those glass ceilings along the way. I'm very honored to have received this award. Earlier on this SSPC podcast, the new SSPC president, Joyce Wright, talked about being the first female president of SSPC in the organization's 70 years. In your professional experience working in the protective coatings industry, how is the industry doing to increase women involvement in our industry, especially leadership roles? It is so exciting to see females taking on more and more leadership roles throughout the industry. I think organizations like SSPC really aid in the ability for females to make their mark by hosting an array of events that allow us to get to know each other. 
as I mentioned earlier, that women's leadership panel years ago really changed my mindset from testing paint as a job to pursuing a coding's career. From interactions like those, I've reached out to people like Cindy O'Malley for failure analysis or lab questions, and I've discussed standards with people like Allison Kalin to learn why certain standards were written the way they were. Um, SSPC has aided in connecting these strong industry, industry influencers who happen to be women and made it easier for people like me to learn from them. I'm very lucky that I got to learn from uh, Ms. Susan Droz and Al Beidelman when I first started in the Paint Technology Center. Both have since retired, but Al is still around part-time. Over the years, Dr. Rebecca Wilson and I have really reinvigorated the Paint Technology Center. Rebecca is the Director of Research and Development, running a multi-million dollar program looking into new technologies that could benefit USACE or the DOD. I'm now the director of field relations where I answer coding's questions across the globe, run a quality assurance paint testing program, teach a few training courses each year and review and edit guidance criteria. Having a girl powered laboratory paint technology center has been very, very good for the industry, the USACE and the core in getting um, females into more leadership positions. It's so nice to have a network to rely on when growing into a leadership position and hosting industry events, allowing that collaboration has really, really aided my career advancement. As a recipient of the Women in Coding's Impact Award, what recommendation and career advice would you give to other women working or looking to start working in the protective coding's industry? My recommendation is to try things that are outside of your comfort zone, to always do your homework and to never stop learning. Don't put yourself in a box or think that any positions aren't suitable for females to excel in. Sure, we might be outnumbered when we first walk onto a job site, but by continuing to work hard, we can then command their respect in the end and really add something new to the industry. I also can't stress enough how building a network and continuing to learn from others has been huge for me. Lastly, get involved. I am now on so many committees and I learn something new in every meeting I attend. It helps you to understand who the players are, why they have certain motives, and understand what is going on in the industry. My overall recommendation is to jump in and not be scared of any opinions that are out there because we can do anything anyone else can do. So ignore the fact that we're female and keep doing what we're doing and keep shattering those glass ceilings. Brooke, this has been a great conversation. As we close out this segment of Coding's Talk, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you would want to leave with the podcast listeners? Sure. I just um, want to echo my last answer and tell the young people out there, especially the young females, to jump in. Don't be intimidated or scared to ask questions. Sometimes a fresh perspective on an old problem is exactly what is needed to move forward. I also want to thank you, say thank you to SSPC for always having a family atmosphere that genuinely wants to help its members succeed. It's a whole lot easier to be an expert when you have a whole community of experts collaborating and learning from one another. And lastly, thanks again for the award and having me today. I really appreciate it. Brooke, thank you very much for the opportunity to have a conversation with you today. Thank you. That closes out another segment of Coding's Talk. Uh, please check into sspc.org for additional information. Make sure to follow SSPC on all social media platforms. Also follow SSPC's podcast on Spotify.